It is time for Dig Deep on KEXE, KBXE. We're member-supported radio in northern Minnesota. We haven't had a chance to check in with our commentators. That's Aaron Brown and Chuck Marone, I think since, was it July, the last time we talked? Oh, I think it was June, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was shortly after George Floyd and the Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was June, and a lot... I don't know about you guys, but it feels like about two minutes since March. (laughs) Things have flown by. And I I thought we could start our conversation today by talking about why on earth we started this in the first place, dig deep, this kind of conversation. Chuck, why don't you talk first on that? It feels like, you know, 20 years has gone by in some ways. You know, I I do think, I agree with you. It's it's been very fast, but this this year has seemed to also... um, you know, the, the old, and I think it was Vladimir Lenin who, who said first, there are decades when nothing happens, and then there are weeks when decades happen. And that's kind of what this year has, has felt like in many ways. We recognized years ago, Aaron and I did, that we liked each other. And we liked each other kind of intellectually. I have have a lot of respect for Aaron and the way he approaches things. He is a, a, has his own blog which in my early days of blogging, I followed pretty religiously because I was trying to learn from someone who was doing something that I was trying to emulate myself. And it was fun to see someone in our part of the world intellectually engage with ideas. I, of course, didn't agree with him on a lot of things, but I found that he was smart. I found that he was you know, willing to listen and willing to talk. And I found that, you know, we could have some really good conversations, especially if I just stretch myself a little bit to not be like a knee-jerk conservative and, and like try to score points and ram things down his throat every time I could, but actually tried to listen and say, okay, where do I agree with you? Where does it make sense? And then, hey, have you thought about this or have you looked at that? And, and I found that we could have really productive conversations, conversations that we weren't, I wasn't scoring points, but that wasn't the point. The point was actually to learn something and to have an insight and to maybe change my thinking or reflect on something in a way that I I didn't quite grasp. Both of us on KXE in different ways doing radio stuff, you know, I was doing a a little more politics than Aaron was. It it kept coming back that I, I really wanted to have a place where we could have those kind of conversations in front of other people. I loved my time on the Making Sausage segment. It was really fun, it was good for me. Um, but there were a lot of times where that did devolve into, you know, you are the Democrat, you are the Republican, and then you were supposed to like, you know, almost like crossfire style, have a point counterpoint. And it's never really been the way that I think about things or approach things. And so I think it was me who suggested this. It might've been Aaron. I, I know we talked about it back and forth. But the idea of doing a show where the central premise of it would be two people who, while I think demographically were very similar, you know, a couple of white guys from rural Minnesota, politically, I I doubt we've ever voted for the same candidate in any election. And so we definitely, you know, have very different worldviews, very different perspectives, and have reached very different uh, conclusions on what I think is the most divisive part of our culture today, which is, you know, how you vote in your politics. And so in a a true like Minnesota spirit, I wanted to have this forum 
where people like us, and I'm glad you've been part of this too, Heidi, I think you've had an important voice in this, uh, are able to have conversations that I think other people would like to be able to have, but for various reasons, you know, struggle to be able to do that. Yeah, a couple things you said there, Chuck. Uh, first of all, not always are you hearing a quote from Vladimir Lenin on a radio yeah, program. Maybe I, John whoever Lenin. Had, whoever had Chuck <laughs> quotes Lenin on I know. the pool really was you know, big. <laughs> on the so, bingo card. Yeah. I was, uh, so I yeah. love that. And then also you said something. I mean, how interesting is it that it's a radio show where you listen? <laughs> you know, it seemed like you were emphasizing that more than the talking that you do on this program. And, you know, this thing of talking heads back and forth as I, we're trying to put together our election coverage of local races in northern Minnesota. That's not our intention is to get the two candidates together. My intention is to give each of them 10 minutes so that people can hear a candidate in their own voice, no editing by me and make some decisions. Now that's a little Pollyanna. People may not be listening or care or want to do that kind of thing, but I do it because I feel like that's the service of KEXE, KBXE, and that's why we're doing things like Dig Deep. But Aaron, let's talk a little bit about your take on why we started this and, and what it's meant to you. Yeah, and I, I mean, everything Chuck said was true and in, in we, Especially the part about how intelligent and thoughtful you are. Yeah, uh, so yeah, good part. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. I don't hear that all the time. But I will say that the feeling is mutual is what I was getting at. I've often thought in, because I heard Chuck on the radio before I knew him personally, and I always thought that he was like a bizarro world Republican version of myself. Like, like if I were dropped into Chuck's life and had lived it, I might very well uh, feel the way Chuck feels about things. In that I, I feel affinity, especially you said intellectually, it's like, no one talks about intellectual attraction, but you might be, Chuck, my intellectual soulmate. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's adorable. It's so adorable. Weird now that I've said it out loud, but, um, you know, I, I just. Aaron, you, you complete me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, we are two sides of a iconoclastic, largely ungovernable uh, philosophy. But, how, no, how about this? I mean, you guys are on a motorcycle together and I'm in the sidecar. How's that? Kind sure. of keep you wrangled in. Uh, yeah, okay. maybe that. All I don't right. know who's in the back of the motorcycle. This is getting weirder and weirder. But <laughs> but um, the, the idea that a person cares about their country, their community, their world very deeply, and that two people who maybe disagree, as Chuck says, about maybe even most things could nevertheless share that, that value, the values of a community, the values of, well, this, what we have here is special or could be even better. That kind of an idea uh, I, I see in Chuck, and uh, I like being a part of that. And I think for Dig Deep, at least initially, the idea was let's, let's go issue by issue through the big policies and, and issues of the day and see if two people who might vote red or green if they were legislators on that issue or on that bill could could find maybe not a third way, but areas where there are agreement or challenge, not in the sense of conflict, but in the sense of learning and growth, assumptions about these policies and these and these issues. And that maybe having that conversation might do the same thing with, for the listener who may be just a person going to work, a work-a-day person, or might be a state senator or a, a prominent leader in a community, a mayor or a city council member. I mean, the idea that these ideas could germinate across our community and, and that perhaps something we didn't expect, something good could happen 
as a result of the discussions, uh, breaking apart the, the, the verses kind of thinking that we have in our politics today. And uh, I, I mean, Heidi, you mentioned uh, an interpretation that you said might be kind of Pollyanna-ish. Um, I feel sometimes looking back at our episodes, like we honestly believed that, you know, we could have an intellectual conversation about immigration and maybe someone would take yeah. away a policy that they could all support. And, 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 you know, a lot of these things that we've tried to break apart just haven't moved an inch in terms of a policy standpoint across the country. And even locally, it, it's frustrating to see. Chuck and I agree very deeply, I think, about one key thing, and that is the importance of the local community and the local government and local leadership in people's lives. And how, if anything, we should care about that more than we care about who's the next president. I think Chuck and I agree about that. It's not to say the presidential race isn't important. Of course, it's the most important presidential election of our lifetimes, as they always say. But it's something that we want to kind of like inspire this local action. And because a Republican and Democrat actually can work together on a park project or on a program that the city does or a partnership between a business and a local government on a particular recreational site. Or you know, This is something that you don't have, you can vote for Trump or you can vote for Biden and you can still break bread with and work with another person in your community. And this is the part that I think it's so lost in our social media and our the way people talk to each other. It's this assumption that, you know, if your mayor is a Democrat and you're a Republican, that you just can't work with that mayor, got to replace that mayor with with uh, someone who thinks like you do about the presidential race. When in fact, if you got involved in your local government, you may find that Democrats and Republicans and independents alike could all work together at that local level and indeed have for a hundred plus years, you know, hundreds of years in many cases, and that that's a good thing, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, that's, that's where we were. And I think uh, the reason we're talking about it, it has a lot to do with, how we feel now and how maybe the world around us has changed even even more than we would have expected. Yeah, it is kind of quaint looking back at some of the conversations that we've had because I, I mean, the thing that I would say the three of us have in common, because I've probably voted like both of you in my life, but I think all three of us really care about America and the United States. And, and you know, I, I, I'd probably fight a guy if he stopped me from voting. I mean, it, this kind of stuff is really, really important to me. Um, and it is to you guys, too, and your local community. That's, to me, that that's the most similar thing about the two of you is, yes, you have interesting and intellectual things to say about what's happening on a national level, but local and making decisions to stay where you grew up and make those places better. That's the part that I think has been great in our conversations. But let's talk about if we can, if we can muster through this, where are we now <laughs> compared to yeah. when we started Dig Deep? I want to get to that. I want to add, I feel like there's a, there's a part here that didn't come out that is really important, at least to me. And it maybe gets a little bit to where we're at now. I feel like the thing that has affected me the most or the thing that I have come to this with and found the dig deep conversations to reinforce is the idea that I would not judge the intentions of Aaron or your intentions, Heidi. I think so often in our conversations, 
what we do is we we don't actually hear what the other people are saying. We don't we don't hear the other person. We're not actually listening. And to the extent that we do listen, we listen through a filter where we are putting a backstory in on someone's intentions. So when Aaron says, I really care about local business, the filter that a conservative would put in would say, yeah, but you're willing to, you know, have burden them with this and that, and you don't really care about them. And you're, you know, tax this, them into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. You're a big green tree hugger and you'll yeah. put them all out of bit. And it's, it's a filter that we apply. Liberals do it to conservatives. Conservatives do it to liberals. We, we do it to people based on impressions we have of them without even knowing who they might vote for or where they might affiliate. And I think to make this show work and to make this dialogue work, it has been for me, Aaron might come about this more naturally, but for me, the thing that I've had to bring to the table is I will not put that filter in. I will actually listen and I will assume either one of two things, either positive intentions, like good intentions, or intentions that I don't fully understand. What I won't assume is bad intentions or nefarious intentions or you know ill intentions. And I have to say that I'm not perfect with this. I think the times that the show's done really well has been where we've, we've been that way. I think where the, the times the show has struggled or where I've gotten done with uh, an episode we've done and just like, oh, I didn't, that wasn't quite right, were times when I, I, I slipped and got out of that. But I will say that for me, it, it, it's, it's, it's a skill that I have tried to translate to other parts of my life and other parts of my conversations with other people. And I think it's the most transferable skill uh, from, from where you know, we're at. So when you say, where are we at today? I feel like we are almost paralyzed as a culture uh, because we are incapable of doing that. We're incapable of hearing the person at the grocery store uh, who you know may have like a, a, a Trump sticker on or the person at the gas station who maybe has a Biden bumper sticker. We're incapable of authentically listening to them as human beings and assuming good intentions. We are so willing and so predisposed to put them through this filter. I think it's keeping us from doing things that are helpful and, and that would benefit us as a society. So Chuck, I wonder if, so someone listening, I mean, it's so easy in having kind of meaty conversations to let your brain talk about what you're going to say next rather than listen to somebody. How'd you train yourself to do that? Is there something, I mean, how are you actually thinking about that as a conversation's going on? I will say this, this may get me canceled permanently. <laughs> so a, a lot of our conversation in this country about race is very confusing to me. It's not something that I come to naturally. It's not something that I'm exposed to regularly. We're a pretty white community and a pretty white part of a pretty white state. And so when I hear people talk about race, I've found that I have to pause and I have to listen with deep intention. And I, I made this rule of thumb to myself, listen for, it's like, I'm going to listen for 10 minutes for every one minute that I speak. In other words, I'm going to like allow things to go beyond where I want to respond and just allow my brain to kind of listen to it and then think about it before I actually come back. We don't get to always do that on the air because you can't have long moments of silence, but that's what I try to do. When we look at race, one of the things that I have learned, and I think this is very true, is that Growing up in Minnesota, growing up here, they would show like there's been a crime committed and then they would, you know, put mugshots up on the screen and it was two African-Americans and you're like, okay, it's like reinforce this, this stereotype. I remember the very first time 
I went to a big city and ran into people who were not white, who were also not from my community. Because we had people here that were black, but they were like us. They were like Norwegian black people. You know, they've been brought up by us and they ate the same food and, and said the same phrases and all that. So all of a sudden I'm in like black culture. And I remember just being stunned by this. Like, I, like this is very different for me. And it was hard not to uh, do the things that I think you would look at and say, that's very ignorant and racist because, you know, that was the filter. What I have had to do in issues of race, gender, other places where I, I think you have these cultural influences, I've had to stop, say, why am I thinking that? Kind of pause, give myself that long break, and then say, I'm going to actually listen to what is being said. And where I disagree, actually think about that longer um, and allow it to, I can still disagree, but allow it to at least understand the what is being said, as opposed to just not hearing it and allowing like the filter to shut it off. That is a that is a practice trait. That's something that you actually have to work at. And it's not easy. Um, I'm not perfect at it. I fail at it a lot. But when I fail at it, I catch myself failing at it and say, hey, you're jumping, you're skipping some steps here. You're outside of your, like, if an engineer gets up and starts talking about streets, I don't have to listen to the whole thing because I know what they're going to say because this is my thing. But when we're talking about what a liberal thinks or what an African-American thinks or what a, you know, Hispanic, like these are things that I don't know. And I actually have to listen to with humility and allow that to play itself out before I jump in with my, not jump in physically, but, you know, the verbally, but jump in mentally. Like I have to allow it to sink in. It's does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I think it isn't something people talk about much in how the discourse happens, just a normal discourse or even on media. Um, I know as a woman, I have had an issue sometimes, and I don't, you know, I guess I can't attribute it to being female, but there are some times where I am less apt to weigh in on something if I don't know that it's actually factual. And then that means that I'm talking a lot less than I actually should be, if that makes any sense. And so I have to also be, that's something I have to be thinking about is to add, if I have something to add, to add to the conversation and don't overthink whether that's absolutely true or where I heard it or, or that kind of thing. Because, I mean, those are important things to be thinking about, but I shouldn't overthink that as a female, that my voice is as important as Chuck's and as important as Aaron's. And it, it doesn't hold true for this, hosting this and producing this program. And Aaron and Chuck are here as, as our uh, lovely hosts here. Um, that's Chuck Marone and Aaron Brown. You're listening to Dig deep on KEXE, KBX 